trade services, Lavazi and Book1.co.uk present the 20 Megabyte Doctor Who Podcast. Hello and welcome to the 20 Megabyte Doctor Who Podcast, episode 569. I'm Adam and Geronimo, and here's Kirby Bartlett Sloan. Metabolus 3. No, it's Metabolus. I know. Idiot. That annoyed me too. I don't get it, but I've forgotten about it. And... Uh, why Why didn't someone take him, shake him, and tell him no, how to pronounce it? Well, I reckon it's because he was it's told. It's not as if they didn't have anyone there who did. I reckon he was told doctor. to pronounce it like that uh, just to wind up the fans. No, I, I don't think so. I do. So. Who's, in <laughs> Who's in charge? Thank you. Right then, so yes, this week we're going to go and hide somewhere, um, hoping Mary is going to appear. Uh, Debbie dropped out at the last minute. Robert dropped out at the last minute. Kirby dropped in at the last minute. It's all <laughs> yeah. a bit wibbly wobbly, podcasty wodcasty at the moment. Yeah, we we were we were going to uh, go see a couple of cats at a cat shelter, which is on the other side of town, yeah. and uh, decided against it for right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My uh, Fred wants another cat, but she's still a little bit unsure. Well, welcome so, to the Twenty uh, Megabyte Puddy Cat Podcast. Uh, right. Next week, I next week I will definitely not be on because I will be seeing a silent movie. Oh, hang on, I haven't. You just reminded me. I need my um, Priority Jingles folder over open. Sorry. Yeah, let's see if I can find it. Bear with. Is here somewhere? Sorry, but if anybody can hear oh, that revving that? outside, that's Mark revving up his Robin Reliant. Um, he's constantly doing stuff like that in our road. Um, it's because he's a Pompey fan. Uh, okay, can't you uh, call the, uh, the constables uh, in? The constables? Oh, uh, I'd like to call the police because some, somebody's revving up a Robin Reliant in our road. I don't <laughs> think they'd be particularly interesting in taking up that one. Um, oh, yeah, I was looking for priority jingles, wasn't I? Is he disclaimer? Uh, priority you? jingles, there we are. And, right, okay. And apparently um, you said you weren't on next week. I'm not going to be on next week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. So this week uh, it's high. So let's see what we can do with skipping through this episode exceptionally fast. It begins. In an episode we can go very quickly. I know we can. Anyway, so it starts. Now the opening shot is uh, um, of a tree. Now if you pause that opening shot after one second, it looks like a scary face, with two eyes, and a does sort it? Of... I don't know. Oh, it does. Anyway, it's enough of that. Um, so and then, and then and then we see Verity Lambert. I, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> Okay, if you say so. Um, yeah, this. Um, the thing is, we saw this before we saw Adventure in Space and Time. Indeed. Um, but it, it, it's so difficult since uh, I saw this only back when we reviewed it, way before Adventure in Speed and Time. I forgot she was in this, so and now I. I can't see. Her I forgot she was in Adventure in Space and Time, but I was, I was more thinking of the fact she'd been in Call the Midwife uh, than that. Anyway, uh, I've never seen Call the Midwife. Well, that's uh, your problem, wife. not mine. Jenny Agatha's in it, and so's Vanessa Redgrave. So you should really watch it. I Maybe. wonder where I can watch it. On telly. Is it on BritBox? What? Might be. I know it's on iPlayer. You got BritBox then? Well, <laughs> what? You have you got BritBox? Of course, I have BritBox. It may well be on there. Anyway, moving on. Uh, uh, all sorts of people in that series, but apart from Jenny Agatha and um, Vanessa Redgrave and um, oh, see who else is uh, and Miriam Margulies at some point. Um, so star study. Oh, Belile Shabalala is in it at some point. Hey, Peter Davison's in it at some point. They do like um, cameo appearances in certain episodes. It's ah. called Spot the um, British Celebrity Actor type person in it. It's well, a bit it's like, like a, I was saying last week. Uh, Death in Paradise. Uh, I Claudius. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that, that's before they were well known, isn't it? I Claudius. 
Uh, right then, where do we get up to? Uh, oh yeah, so they haven't even started yet. What a surprise! So yes, it's stormy weather. Uh, a spooky house, it was obviously. It's a dark and stormy night. Yeah, and uh, we got um, that bloke from Desperate Housewives, Do Gray Scott. Thankfully, not trying to do an impression of Prince Charles as it was at the time. Not the, obviously at the time Desperate Housewives was the king was Prince Charles, and Do Gray Scott basically played a character in Desperate Housewives who and his voice is he, really taken out of. Um, our future king, as was then. Anyway, but he's got his normal Scottish accent for this episode, and and he and um, the, Verity, as you call it, is it? It's not actually called Verity in this episode, but it, it was, yeah. as you say, in the uh, space and time. This is 1974. I love the uh, retro setup they've put up here. By the way, it's really nice. Um, and I felt all the way through this episode that there was obviously some sexual chemistry going on between these two and totally inappropriate because he's old enough to be a dad yeah i know <laughs> what do we know last night was the first time i'd seen this in 10 years and i'm going Ugh. yeah it doesn't fit well now when, when when uh they answered the front door i wish that they had reproduced the uh brain of morbius answering the front door yeah. with the doctor and, and sarah <laughs> Maybe, maybe not. Because it was it was raining. It should have been raining there. Anyway, but I, I do love the attention to detail within this this um, spooky setup with the, the sort of yes. plants they've got in the room that we remember from well, I would from nineteen seventy four Britain. Um, the little oscilloscope type. Uh, I'm older than you. Desk. I remember. No, you don't. Uh, not British. Not British equipment, mate. I'm just saying this is all British stuff. Americans would have been like. Do you know what I accidentally watched the other day? And I forgot to mention that last week, so what we watched this week. Um, on one of the random channels on satellite television was The Six Million Dollar Man, which was my favourite programme as a child. And I put it on, and they were playing like three or four episodes in succession. It was bloody brilliant and very sweet as well. I remember it being quite hard-hitting and tough, but... It was all about sort of um, Steve Austin sort of writing wrongs and stuff like that. But he was such a nice chap. Um, yeah, it was really good, actually. I thoroughly enjoyed it and and, 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 and sort of realised why I liked it so much at the time. Uh, that $6 million man is still a legendary yes. show. De- Debbie says that uh, Mary said that she wasn't going to be on this week. Debbie, tell, Debbie, tell, tell Debbie Adam said, oh, for beep's sake. All right, back to the episode anyway. So, yeah, there's some flirting going on between Do Grace Scott and that bird off casualty. Uh, not casualty, sorry, uh, call the midwife. And uh, a spooky, spooky thing's happening in the house. They're, they're hearing sort of weird sort of feedbacky things. There's a bit of sort yeah, of my, my original, sound. Master, Master, my original quote was going to be, you know, I do love a toggle switch. Actually, I like the word toggle. Nice noun, excellent verb. And uh, where do we go? Oh, yeah, so... Um, the young lady is going around and talk, speak to me, speak to me. She feels as if she's got some sort of connection with this ghost. I do love Do Grey Scott's camera. That's a Nikon. And Americans, another word Americans can't pronounce properly, Nikon. Right. Nikon. Well, that's funny because uh, when um, I saw a YouTube program that went uh, that spoke to a Japanese, because I, I do believe Nikon is a Japanese company, um, yes. how to pronounce uh, Nikon properly. And it was, in fact, Nikon. Um, it's like another program I saw where this um, it was a football World Cup match where USA were going to play Iran in the World Cup, right? And um, the American player goes, "I got a, I got a lot of respect for the Iran players." And the, uh, an Iranian uh, journalist kicked off and said, "It's Iran, not Iran." Oh, I do apologise. <laughs> anyway, it's Nikon Kirby. That's a great camera too. Um, and the course, right, he, master, the, oh, master, Jesus master, explain something to me. Oh, God. Okay, there's all this electronic equipment. There are uh, obvious electric uh, lights, yeah. but they're wandering around this house with candles. It's for effect. Be quiet. Anyway, um, also you can see ghosts better in in, in candlelight, can't you? If ghosts wanted to be seen, they'd come out and... Anyway, well, that's what they're trying to say. They're trying to see a ghost, and the door knocks, and um, the Doctor and um, uh, um, and Clara appear at the door, uh, and then we get the title sequence, and and we know we're going to have some fun because it's spooky, and the Doctor loves the retro kit. 
It reminds yes. him of when he was the third Doctor. And to a certain extent, well, no, I'm going to, I'm going to stick with third Doctor because that was 1974. Well, it was about 1980, wasn't it, in the sort of unit timeline but we're going to stick with <laughs> it had to be in um, which timeline you're following <laughs> yeah it's a bit weird of course he rocks into the, it's not clara it's just the doctor initially rocks into the house and does some very funny greetings with them especially the 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 cheeks the air, yes yeah yeah uh, he's done that before oh sorry clara did come in with him i do apologize she was there yes uh and um he wants to indulge in uh, this sort of ghost-busting thing. So didn't Clara say we're ghostbusters or something like that? So yes, arrived. she did. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so so the next few minutes is just um, some scenes of uh, uh, of a spooky nature. Where they're, they're sort of going around. I do love the fact that I'm not sure whether this Professor um, Dugray Scott bloke, this camera, that he's, he's developed some special film that's supposed to be able to capture images of said ghost doesn't matter uh, but, it does but he does because it's a science fiction fantasy yeah he TV does he program. does capture images and they're all quite similar of that sort of something sort of except why phrase. is he says that they're all they all look the same and yet they don't who says that uh the dugray scott yeah character. i suppose he's talking about um oh, all right okay uh, I don't know why he says that, but like they do so, look. They say. I think they what see... he's. No, 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 I can understand. I can. I can answer the question. Uh, they all look at the same, as in they're a bit fuzzy, sort of out of phase, blurry, like motion blur. But they, obviously, they're slightly different in the type of. But they're all the similar, sort of the way the image of the ghost looks within the image. If that makes sense, is the same, not the same well, pose or the same whatever. Well, he says blur. the same pose, even if you're looking at uh, the ghost from the side. Whatever. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so moving forward a little bit, they're sort of... Um, oh, I could move a bit forward quite a lot, actually, because there's a door of creeping around corridors with candles um, trying to sort of um, see this ghost, while we have other scenes of Dugray Scott and that woman of... Uh, sorry, the nurse of uh, Call the Midwife flirting with each other and very creepy fashion um and moving forward moving they, forward they love each other and then suddenly the, this the oh yeah did, did, did drop to draw a circle of the floor because there's suddenly a circle on the floor i must have missed that because i was i was um he, no he I drew was, it I, oh he did okay because i was working Sh- shades of the seventh doctor yeah. and, uh, yes indeed i was trying to uh work while watching this episode but obviously the tv's there my computer's here but so i was trying to listen and pick up but i didn't see that bit so the doctor draws a circle on the floor and the candles go out and the temperature drop starts dropping and there's also yeah, that, that circle is i'm interpreting that as being the same circle that uh when uh the call the midwife person communicates with the other side it's a circular shape yeah, maybe. So I think it's the same. The doctor thing. starts taking pictures of, of it, and then she's and then um, called midwife woman sees the the shape of this ghosty thing in in a like a forest, and um, we can actually, if you look at knowing what happens later in the episode, and you look at that, you can see that it is in fact the the woman that the doctor doesn't meet at the end of the episode. Uh, so that's quite clear. It's quite. You, know, you also quite see little. Yeah, little glimpses of, of the, her, yeah. the crooked uh, creature which is in the house. Yeah. Eh? Is that um, what you're talking oh, about? Oh, I forgot about the crooked or creature, the yes. Uh, I'm not, never mind, yes, I know. I, I, well, in, in the forest is the crooked man, so theoretically uh, the the crooked creature in the house is the crooked woman. Okay, we'll go with that. Anyway, the Doctor goes back to the TARDIS to get some more retro kit and have a look at his, his sort of um, his kit, his equipment to see if um, you know they can glean anything. There's a scene which is quite amusing. This one. Nowhere. We're staying right here, right here on this exact spot. If I can work it out to do it. So when are we going? <laughs> that is good. Hmm? That is- yeah, I like that bit. Yes. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, they, they, um, the Doctor gets his uh, orange um, spacesuit, but on this instance, it's an orange. Oh, because it was used in that the Sun episode, wasn't it? To protect from the heat and stuff. 
Uh, it's been used in this is the standard David Tennant spacesuit. Yeah, I'm sorry, but it's it's got a it's got a heat protection on it. That's why he wants it for this particular venture that he's embarking. Yeah, one, one thing I noticed was they actually make reference to the fact that the coat rack is missing. Yeah, that's what they were talking about. Yes. Oh, I'll go on then. Because for some reason, because I was busy, I uh, couldn't work out what they were talking about, what they were referring and, to. And see, I thought it was it was just a mistake on the set decoration. Mm. Apparently, it was designed to be missing oh. and written into the story. Oh, okay. Right, I'm going to try... Did, 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 how many iterations of the TARDIS... We, we had this this one with, with more books. Be missing. Reality, but was there a coat rack by then? Uh, um, I don't and, remember there being a coat rack. And um, who knows what was in the um, in Jody's TARDIS with all the fingers? I hated that control room. Uh, I don't know what we're we on about now. I've, 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 I've got detached from what I'm actually supposed I'm, to be talking. I'm talking about the coat rack. Oh right, okay. Anyway, so um, meanwhile, uh, the um, um, Dugray Scott and the, and his far too young for a him bird are just sitting <laughs> by a rainy window, while the Doctor goes through various um, places in time and takes pictures, uh, probably in, in the in the hope that he's going to capture an image of this ghost. And um, yeah, so ah, but and then the there's a pointed scene has lightning flashes at one point, and you can see. The crooked creature in the other window. Yes, okay. It's yeah. cool. It is cool, yes. But then we get this scene. What's wrong? Did the TARDIS say something to you? Are you being mean? No, it's not that. <laughs> Have we just watched the entire life cycle of Earth, birth to death? Yes. And, yeah, so Clara basically gets... that realises that she's not a necessary... She's not alive in any of the periods of time that they just visited and... Hasn't been born yet in some, as a, as a in a grave in others, and um, which is quite clever in some ways. At least she's got the intelligence to consider that. But I don't think it really matters. You know, I, I wasn't even the glint in my dad's eye in the part of uh, um, the timeline I'm currently re researching in um, in my family history. Uh, I'll probably be uh, archaeology in about 100 years' time or 200 years' time. So uh, it's just what happens, isn't it? So it wouldn't make me cry if I was travelling in time, because I'd I'd be out of it, wouldn't I? Because I'd be in a time machine. Yes, I, I would exist somewhere else. In a... So I didn't quite understand why she was blubbing, to be fair. Um, so, anyway, moving on. So eventually they um, arrive back in um, the spooky base as in 1974 and they, they develop the film and uh it's not exactly a base under siege it's a base under ghost another good line um anyway so they develop the film and, and they capture a clear image of um a young lady running and um so, the time uh, carol just happens to be related to yeah, the, we find that uh, later the weird, on. The, the couple who are too far apart in age. Now, does the Doctor talk, talk about pocket universes or bubble universes or something like that? I can't remember. And he does a little demo uh, with the blue. Well, no, he, he... And unfortunately, my A-L-E-X-A, who goes under a different name, is going to respond to this. He says it's an Echo universe. Oh, an Echo universe. I didn't. I don't remember him saying that. I thought it was like a bubble or... Hang on, you... Echo! No, oh, shut up with your Echoes. Echo! Oh, Jesus. Stop. <laughs> she, she, was, she was wandering off about something in there. Yeah, it says that. If you, I've got a light in the other room that is a fox lamp. And so I, I say, um, fox on. And it will say, foxes are small creatures, blah, 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 blah. No. <laughs> uh, anyway, so... Almost all of our uh, Alexas are are echoes, okay, except well, for one, which is right next to this TV, which is all right. Thank you. That'll Alexa. do. That'll I do. I don't know why. Yep. Echo. That, that'll do. Right. Stop. So anyway, they get back and uh, they develop the film, and um, the Doctor sort of, and with the help of our slightly psychic um, woman from called Midwife, devises a way. Of using her to channel a route through into this pocket echo pocket universe, universe. Um, via a rope. CHO universe. Yeah. So that's what they do. They they um, after a bit of 
messing around. Oh, that this is the Metabilis um, yeah, I know. reference. Yes, it is. I got this from Metabilis. No, I said I know. Oh. Uh, I think it's on here somewhere. Hopefully he went to a time where there weren't any giant Oh, it just said it then, you naughty man. Right, let's do it again. Here we go. I don't. Of course you don't. Be ready if you did. I better do myself. Right, you. Sit down. All the way. From Metabolis 3. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you naughty man, oh, doctor. Someone slap that man. <laughs> don't worry. It's like, um, in a way, it's like the uh, 12th doctor calling Clara, Clara. Uh, that was a bit of an odd one always, wasn't it? Um, anyway, so this uh, they, they decipher this way, and she's got this sort of weird head contraction with a, a what doesn't look like a metabolis um, crystal on it, but it's just it is blue, but it didn't look like a metabolis crystal. Well, anyway, it's used to channel so she can focus her mind and creating this little circular doodah and uh, a, a, an option for the doctor to dangle in. And um, essentially, that's quite a clever little graphic of the of the sort of forest sort of hanging in space with bits dropping off it and stuff, which I've used in Doctor Who quite a lot since then, actually, as various searching Did, did you episodes. get a, uh, a feeling of, what was the episode where the seventh Doctor is uh, dangling into, was it seven? No, it was six. The sixth Doctor is dangling down that weird uh, crystal. Oh, uh, yeah, no, I didn't. No, because this is much, done much better, but I know what you're talking about. <laughs> anyway, so he runs around this forest for a bit and, and finds... What's her name again, this this character? Healer something or other. Healer Tacorium or something like that, is it? Healer Tacorium? I don't know. Something. I don't yeah. know. Anyway, I'm not going to look. He finds her. It's not important. Uh, and um, then he also... He, he, um, oh, sorry, and he finds her and sort of takes her back with him with the help of Clara. Uh, and um, whatnot, but all this this sort of um, mind stuff it exhausts. I thought it was going to kill her in the end. Actually, yeah, the 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 woman from um, uh, Call the Midwife. Anyway, she gets her back. And, well, um, it can't because she's the great 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 yeah, grandmother. Know, but I didn't know that at this her. stage. Interesting that have you noticed the scene where the Doctor goes into this room where all the statues are covered in cloth? Yeah, he, they he, must he, all be Zygons. Well, they could be Weeping Angels as well, but uh, it just reminded <laughs> me of a scene from. Um, do you remember the, oh, the Five-ish Doctors reboot when the, the the Doctors were trying to get cameos in the, in the 50th yes. anniversary special? Well, and yeah, were, that's, that's I seem to remember there uh, being a room uh, containing such things, such statues that are covered over with cloths. Yes, and that, they and the thing. Doctor. They are Zygons. Okay, well, thank you for that. And uh, they could have done that anyway, really. Um, bought them a brought them in a Zygon. Maybe they're some the of the version. same statues. Yeah. Because uh, they were getting ready to film the, the Doctor. Anyway, this we see that creature you're talking about as well, the the ugly creature while the Doctor's trying to get back. Doctor does, of course, get back when um, Clara and Dugray Scott and um, the healer woman. So Yeah, we, we, we must, see we the creature he's chasing. Uh, he's ch the creature is, uh, it's called the Crooked Man, is um, chasing man. the Doctor through the duplicate of the house. Yes. But then we have another scene with another a, a rather amusing line. Here it comes. Oh, come on. Oh, let me in, you grumpy old cow. Well, I thought it was really funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, crap me up. Um, uh, anyway, so, and then I love the, also the fact that you get the... The, the, the TARDIS interface appears outside the TARDIS uh, talking to Clara uh, about whatnot. Oh, sorry, my nose is running. Anyway, so uh, after some backwards and forwards and TARDIS interface chats, the TARDIS does eventually let Clara in, and the Doctor does eventually get back to um, 1974. Um, but he, uh, in, in the middle of that, he's having a little... Like with the, with the with the crooked man thingy. Yeah. Is, he, is there a point where he gets tickled by him? Because this is the scene here. Okay, you can't see it. It's an audio presentation, isn't it? But, oh, yeah, because he lands on top of him, he starts laughing. <laughs> yes. I don't know. But I'm not sure where that is in this. I'm, he gets I'm back to him. Same spot. Thanks to Clara... <laughs> uh, 
Um, and that, there's a bit of an argument also that Clara was flying the TARDIS. No, the TARDIS was flying no. the TARDIS. Uh, Clara, uh, the TARDIS was flying itself, um, but Clara's in there doing just being in there and just being Clara. Screaming. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so they think it's all over. It isn't now because um, uh, you know, everything calms down, and then um, he, he reveals that uh, Hela is in fact their great great. How many greats? Granddaughter. Several. Five great granddaughters. Are, are you sure? I can look it up. Hang on. Five great granddaughters. No, hang on. Great, great, oh, great, yeah. great, great granddaughter. There we go. Um, and this is one thing. No, 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 no. no it's, uh, he's, great, he's, great, he's, great, great, great granddaughter. Yeah, but he's old enough to be her great, great, great granddad. Uh, it's very <laughs> ew. Anyway, uh, granddad, sand shoes, and uh, what was it? Oh dear. Anyway, then suddenly the doctor realizes something about the crooked man. There's a crooked man and a crooked woman, and he sort of goes and I suppose reunites. I, I, them. I didn't really see the point besides to have the parallel love story. The point of the crooked man. Mm. Me neither. Right then. So that's it. That's Hyde. Um, right. So you rather stole my thunder on that one, Kirby. I did quite enjoy uh, the, this particular story. I quite like the spookiness. I like the sort of sort of weird Doctor Who element to it. Uh, I didn't mind. Well, I did mind the, the fact the age difference between the two lovebirds in the story. Uh, but then I suppose there's an age difference between the Doctor and Rose that have a sort of love birdie at some point in Doctor. But, um, yeah, I thought the, the Crooked Man was completely not needed. I didn't, there was literally no need for that character exactly. at all. Exactly. All they needed to do was go and get Healer, bring her back, and um, that, story done. So that little bit where they, well, oh, I just realised something. Story. Pardon? That would have been a 20-minute episode. <laughs> would it? I didn't well, see the no, point. Actually, did I, think, I think the Crooked Man part added five minutes. I didn't see the point. Didn't see the point at all. Nope. Um, before we move on to that, we've got some Terry Mail says the equipment in the dark room is for prints, not slides. Okay, well, you might have had a slide in his pocket or something. Uh, Lily Roman said, "Or oh, thanks." I presume I'm doing these in the wrong order. Neil James <laughs> says, after some encouragement from Lillian, I have submitted some short feedback for the first <laughs> time in a while. Lillian says, thanks. Oh, Neil then says, thanks, Lillian. Also, I love your stock. Sorry, no. Instaprint. <laughs> uh, Lillian says, oh, thanks. Instaprint. Oh, Instapages. I'm sorry, I was thinking prints. because we're talking. Uh, and then Terry, should I be reading that out? I mean, it is on the live feed, but it sounds like a private conversation. Uh, Terry yeah. Miles, the equipment in the dark room is for prints, not slides. And pedantry I, I is have... for Doctor Who fans. Sorry, I thought you were going to say something, Kirby. I, I have something to say about that. Uh, when I was 10, uh, my, my parents went to... Uh, to England and the Netherlands. And uh, my father took entirely slides, and when he got home, we developed them using darkroom equipment exactly like that, except for the prints part uh, in one of our bathrooms. So the equipment for developing is pretty much the same. I think color development equipment is completely different from black and white developing equipment, just saying. It's different. It's different. Uh, chemicals but still no because certain um elements of black and white photography can you can have a red light on during the day right. yeah the we printer, had to do it we had to do pieces of it in the dark we had this little we had this little tank where you you wound the using touch you wound the film yeah. into this little tank sealed yes, it i've done it and then you could run the chemicals through yes, through I know, that. I know, I've done and the, many years the ago, other weird thing, the other weird thing is that we got these developing kits, yes. uh, and they had all the little chemicals in mm. in this plastic doodah with little holes in it. And by 1978, I'd taken the innards of one of those things, cut it in half, painted it black, put various uh, silver stuff on it and used it in my very first cosplay where because i do happen to have a darth vader mask that i bought in 1978 
and it was my my and it actually won an award because no one was doing super uh, authentic stuff during in cosplay at the time, so I could get away. So with what you're trying to say is you pioneered up. super super authentic cosplay. Is that what you're trying to say? Become very quiet. Did I what? Oh, do I have to say it again? Oh, for goodness sake. Yes, because so I couldn't what, hear you. Well, it's because you were talking. All right. Uh, so you're trying to say that you pioneered super authentic cosplay. No, it was not authentic. I was You should have said yes, a You should have said yes. I was making a costume with found materials that still looked good. It's like you've seen my original uh, Tom Baker scarf. Yes. It's in the. It's not long enough. The colors are mm-hmm. wrong and everything. Yeah. Perhaps. Anyway, back to Doctor Who. For goodness care. sake. That's what I thought of the episode. What do you think about it then, Gabby? Um, Today, I liked yeah. it. Oh, good. I mean, <laughs> you I liked, liked it. it. I mean, I ten years ago I hadn't noticed the the age thing. Mm. I don't know why. And I listened to us talking about it. I listened to our review episode, and we didn't bring it up then. I don't know why. Uh, oh, that's a good point, actually. Why didn't we? Why I don't know. Mind you, uh, if you look back in the time, very, but, oh, it's very obvious this time. I was I, and I was discussing it, with my beautiful wife that so you know back in not too long ago it was perfectly acceptable for uh, an eighteen-year-old to marry somebody in their forties, especially in the Victorian times. Maybe because of the shorter life expectancy, perhaps I don't know, but. I'm not so, sure. So maybe uh, maybe we just considered it a little more normal ten years ago. I don't yeah, know, no, uh, but no. we did not bring it up. No. Well, um, and then even though the crooked man looks cool, there's no reason for it. But other than that, I liked the tone of the story. I, of course, am very glad that it wasn't a real ghost because it's Doctor Who. It shouldn't mm. be a real ghost. God. Yes. Uh, and it's it's nice and spooky, creepy. Yes, good not it? Okay. Well, thank you. Um, whatever your name is. Right, you've <laughs> got a section of feedback to um, I hope to um, negotiate. Uh, All right, maybe. Um, let me get over there. Good grief! You should already be ready. I've got my windows up ready all the blimmin' time. Oh, what's going on here? I don't know. Something Hopefully you're going to load up your... I don't know what dinged. I didn't ding. Uh, okay, so here we go. Yeah, we've got people like Ian Kirk are posting stuff that's posting ahead of my feedback. Oh, that, dear, how inconvenient. Yes. Uh, there's only one comment. Oh, well, that'll make life easier, wouldn't it? From Mr. M. through this episode. Mr. M says, uh, makes my eyes hurt. Sorry, no audio again this week. <laughs> but, but at Love least you it. can enjoy my spelling mistakes. <laughs> he should have said spelling or something. <laughs> hide, hide by Neil Cross. This is a nice, fun haunted house story. The small cast helps to build the tension. Jessica Rain and Do Gray Scott are both great. A lot of spooky moments really land in the realm that the Doctor is transported to near the end. Is suitably unsettling. Shame that Matt Smith murder the metabolist. Know which one I'm gonna even say it. Metabolist. Metabolist. I'll say it right. right. Pronunciation though. Mm. And although I think the hide monster looked good while the camera didn't focus on it during the last scene, it looked particularly prophetic. Jenna Coleman is hot. Yes. Although it's noticeable that her hair is styled quite differently in this episode to her other appearances, sometimes differing drastically between scenes. Mm. This was Asylum of the Daleks aside, the first story she recorded, so that may be why. I enjoyed this one a lot, so 8 out of 10. Next time, Into the TARDIS! And if we record next week, I'm so glad I'm not going to be oh, here around we go. to really to destroy... You do realise that you do have to watch it, though, don't you? Yes. Mm. I already started listening uh, earlier today to us talking about it. Okay. 
Right, so um, back to feedback. We've got nothing from Ian Kirk, because uh, you mentioned him. I just sort of mentioned that. Uh, but we have got Terry Miles, who says, the site for this one is Tintersfield House to the west of Bristol, which is obviously the part of my family history that I'm currently researching. Um, just over the Bristol Channel from Cardiff, a house that has been haunted for hundreds of years, a psychologist, Major Alec Plummer, and an empathic psychic, Emma Grayling. What a great recipe for a story. The Doctor and Clara scare the life out of the psychics by knocking at the main door just at the right time. The Doctor says, I'm the Doctor. Alex says, Doctor what? And he says, if you like. Uh, why <laughs> yes, are... I love that. Yeah. Why are they there? The Doctor doesn't do ghost chasing, as we found out to Amy's was excellent well to jenna coleman's is even better ah a blue crystal from metabolis three um matt was brilliant in this one jenna was perfect as second as scared assistant the love between alec and emma was so obvious from the start yes anything it was inappropriate though (laughs) yeah the twist in the crooked man and their separated companion was very good. All in all, we both agree this was a very good story. Next up, let's explore the TARDIS. Linda and Terry. Okay, well, that's quite, I'm quite refreshed to hear that they enjoyed it, to be fair. Um, I would love to have heard what... This is a continuation of what uh, seems to be a, a good run of Doctor Who episodes. Until next fair. week. Mm. Oh, shut up, you. <laughs> there's always there's always been in the history of Doctor Who a few lame ones on the way, uh, but at the moment the ones we've watched have been really good, and and it's also it, it conforms to it's not the Clara show at the moment. It is still the Doctor and his little assistant Clara. It may change. Well, we'll we'll look at that in the future. But so far she's a clever assistant, a bit like Joe in some ways. Joe Grant was a very clever. And Sarah Jane, very clever assistant, uh, who had uh, a certain certain degree of character development. And certainly by the time she got to Sarah Jane Adventures, she was more than clever and more more than capable. So the Doctor does influence his companions. And here we have Andy Nunny. Well, good afternoon to anybody like this. Andy Nunny here. She's uh, 13 minutes past six on Sunday nights. Well, Sunday evening, but my goodness, it's a bit dark outside. Summer is nearly gone. We're in September. Hey ho, that's life, isn't it? Anyway, um, yesterday morning, usual thing. After walking to church to light a candle for my late mother on what would have been a 94th birthday, I came home, did over the entire house. I'm so domesticated, aren't I? And then sat down and watched Hyde with the ironing. And um, yeah, I think again, this is one of those that was a bit hit and miss in places. Now it's interesting because obviously set in the 1970s, but it really did for me have a feel of the. Um, the unit era. I mean, it, 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 I don't know about anyone else, but it really did feel like that. I'll just turn the volume up, by the way, on the recording. I don't know why it keeps turning down, Adam. So hopefully, I'm just having deafened you all. Um, I suppose, you know, obviously, you know, with the, the 70 settings and address and, you know, some of the technology there, you know, I think just that was hard. That was cutting cutting edge stage the art technology in those days and you think about it now i mean my god i just laugh at it but i think also i think there's something about the way it was filmed as well it did really feel you know this could have been done in the 70s with pertwee in the lead role and katie manning as his assistant you know the brig would have been lurking around somewhere no doubt blowing things up uh benton would have been knocking things over as he did but but it it had that feel to it. And it did raise Scott and Jessica Rain as well. It really did help because they, um, again, they, they they really participate. They really brought it to life, I think, about the fact, you know, this is really a ghost story, is it not? And that's that's what you don't get all the way through it until the end. Do you think it is a ghost story? I think the way that Clara was reacting to it and, you know, things in the background moving past and they're just missing them. You know, a bit Scooby-Doo in a way, but it, it was very effective because it's, you, you see suddenly... You see that thing out of the corner, right? And I'm convinced we're actually the poltergeist in our house here. The way things move around and turn in odd places, and sometimes you just catch a glimpse of something moving. I know Dawn and Storm are getting around the house, so it can't be. But it's it's this that just um, in the corner of the eye, just suddenly you, you feel something, and that's what this really did. It was very very atmospheric, and I think that really really worked well. The way the story was resolved in terms of its a pocket universe. Well, yeah, I mean, it's a science fiction TV fantasy show or whatever it is. Come on, a Kirby, put it right for me. Um, again, that really did work well. 
And, you know, it's interesting to say that time is moving so much slower for the astronaut, his name, a cabinet member, I'm sure, again, you'll be trying to tell me what it is. Again, but that, that works very well because it, it, it had a context all of its own and then bringing it through and then the doctor had to go back to bring it through to rescue it and going into another world somewhere, you know, the bit when he travelled back in time. I think that was quite good, actually, you know, but you always get a bit comment and leave, and I think it does help having that. And that was something that really did work well here. And then you bring her through, and she gets through, and Jessica Rain goes back, you know, goes in again to save the Doctor, and Tardy saves the Doctor, and brings him back. I think you get... The ending, for me, was just unsatisfactory. You know, if it had stopped there... It would have been fine. He's just going back and the Crooked Man, you know, as a concept was good, but I had to go back and re-watch it and then read about it and understand well, what was that ending all about? It just wasn't clear. I think, you know, it might have baffled a lot of people. You know, it'd be interesting to understand if you know, people remember Kirby probably again. What did we think about this all those years ago, 12 years ago? How did, how did we react to it? I might be on the podcast and I don't know. Um, so again, it just didn't quite satisfy because it, you, you could, I, it wasn't obvious what he was talking about when he said, you know, there's another one there, because did you really see it? I don't know. I don't think you did. So again, it's, it's, yes. it's going to be Marmite. This is going to satisfy a lot of people. I enjoyed it up to probably the last five minutes. Not one I'd reach for again to read, no, or not one I'd uh, go out and say, but if you want to go read a good, you know, a good dot two story, go and at this one, but it did its job. It's enjoyable. And, you know, I guess that's what we want for. So until then, uh, until we speak next time, be seeing you. Yeah, so um, to um, underline, underscore what uh, Andy was saying there, it, um, it had a certain charm, this this particular episode. Yes, Kirby. Yes, uh, for some reason, these comments uh, from my request for feedback didn't show up at first. But they're there uh, now, Terry, I presume, are they? Yeah, Terry Miles says, Jessica Rain is hot. And Neil James says, hide. This premise is right up my street. I love a haunted house, and we hadn't had a good one for so long. Jessica Rain is a brilliant guest star, and the episode has a spooky atmosphere. The pace is good, and the 70s setting feels all feels very conjuring. My favorite episode of Series 7, four stars out of five. Wow, that's good, then. It was a good episode. Uh, right, okay. Uh, so... That done, and if uh, Ian Kurtz's feedback does sort of drop in at some point, anything on the live feed? And what from Ian? No, from others. Oh no, no, I don't think so. Bear with, I'm just doing a retro check on Ian Kirk. Let me check. This is I always forget to do this. Ian Kirk. No, no, that's it. No, what date was this episode originally out, Kirby? Oh, just to, uh, uh, we oh. talked about it in. Oh yeah, I can also tell you what we thought about it. It was no, 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 no. Yeah, no. uh, April. We spoke about it on April the twenty second, twenty thirteen, which means it was probably broadcast on April the twenty first. Yeah, don't appear to have or some, somewhere around there. No, uh, and we all liked episodes. it. We had you, me, Mary, uh, Reese, and Robert. We all liked it except for Mary. I don't have anything. Uh, so, um, is that it, by the way? Did Robert send anything in? Uh, oh, let me check. Right. So Sorry, I'm unorganized. Live feed. Right then, so what we got? Uh, We've got... Oh, uh, um, oh Andy Nunny says, Heidi, hi. Um, and then it says, Andy should not print things while recording. <laughs> I don't want yeah, to heard this printer. That? It was a printer. Maybe he was printing old prints of ghosts and stuff. I thought of that off the top of my head. I thought I was going to it. Okay. There, Robert has feedback and Debbie has feedback. And I've just been told off by Lillian, who oh. says... It's unusual for me to get told off by Lillian. Uh, he said, she said, um, and Terry Mars commented, commented here and you didn't read it either. Well, the thing is, though, Lillian, is that I'm only getting four comments on my little um, list. I'm not getting anything further back in time so how am i supposed to to know that i'm not i've got anything on the the actual what they call it the the sort of dashboard of the the feed itself it just says no comments. i don't even see the feed on uh on facebook 
and I've just refreshed it, and the, guess what? They've all appeared now. I've worked out how to... Right, OK. Uh, oh, Terry. Uh, hi, Adam. Sorry you didn't visit last week. It was a trifle wet, wasn't it? Oh, hang on, that's quite recent. Oh, no, that's quite old. Oh, yes, and then uh, Lillian with the hide. Hi, D-E. Yeah. Uh, Lego. Um, I don't know if this is in the right order. Oh, my goodness! How could I not have refreshed it earlier when we've got such um, podcasting royalty watching? Uh, yes, uh, having recently rewatched this, it's possibly the best Matt Smith story. Bit of a forgotten classic. Well, that's not not a bad thing to say at all. Uh, Neil James, after some encouragement, I've done that one. And then, then thanks, Lillian. That's a little private conversation I've already spoken about. And then me getting told off by Lillian, and then Terry saying Andy should not print things while recording, and then I totally well he didn't actually answer at um terry he just said hidey hi he was talking about the word hide with it yeah so naughty andy but it's just andy why don't i see the the light the feed on the facebook page oh so i've put in a, a riffraff filter to stop the riffraff from watching it kirby is that right you made me an administrator so no you, you, you can always unmake you oh <laughs> there there it is oh you can it see it now, just can showing you? it wasn't showing new posts it was showing most relevant. Yeah. You didn't consider the. Well, the if, I, if I'd only relevant. known about that refresh thing, so I could actually re, uh, see that lot, then uh, I could have done that quite a long time ago. But it, we're moving on to Doctor Who news now. Of course, uh, Doctor Who news. Now this is um, there is a video version of this trailer, which I haven't. Uh, we, we all should really dissect, but it's the 60th anniversary trailer. I'm going to play it, the audio it's of it brilliant. now. Yeah, so that's the Doctor Who trailer, which is uh, readily available, um, especially on YouTube. But if you go to uh, DoctorWhoNews.net, you can see the whole rather thrilling. Um, if they were, I mean, we're marking this is the Doctor Who trailer. Sorry, twenty minutes of Doctor Who trailer podcast. That'd be one of the best ones, to be fair. So, it's oh, it's just I'm so excited. I do have a uh, pedantic observation. Oh, jeez, what a surprise! Uh, in the announcement that the that they put out and it's the same it says the same thing on every version of wherever you can find this trailer it says doctor who will premiere exclusively on the bbc for the uk and ireland disney plus will be the exclusive home for new seasons of doctor who outside of the uk and ireland 
does that mean that Max is going to keep 2005 to last year and then the new stuff only will be on Disney Plus? What are you... Does that mean like, does what? that mean we need three different streaming services to see all of Doctor Who? What's Max? It used to be HBO Max. It's now just called Max. That's uh, where uh, at least Americans can watch right, okay. current so, Doctor Who. Well, I got the impression that Disney Plus is going to be the only place outside the UK that's going ah, to but have it says for new seasons new seasons so so the old seasons up to now i imagine you can probably see on on max but not new stuff Does yeah that which, which means you? that people people have to pay three different streaming services no no, no. for the new stuff they need to pay one streaming service they want to watch the new stuff and the old stuff two if they watch to watch the new stuff old stuff and really old stuff three is that answer your question yes that's what i'm saying which is it's it's uh, a little odd. I mean, yeah, I'm doing that, it because I already have all three of those services. Yeah, but I don't. I don't need. I haven't got BritBox obviously because I've got all. I've got all the old well, episodes you, in uh, some way, shape, and form. Yeah, so um, do I. I've got. In I've a got box all, full of DVDs, uh, but I don't. I don't have a DVD player, so it should be odd. I've got sneeze coming. <laughs> Sorry, I knew it was coming. I just couldn't do anything about it. Um, that's what she said. Yeah. Uh, right. So, uh, Rugby World Cup's on at the moment, and Wales are playing Australia. So that might be a nice what, uh, game to it, watch. It's interesting to see because we had seen like the the helipad set, uh, just a picture of the set uh, early, a few weeks ago, and I did not expect it to be on the Avengers or the Stark building. Okay. What was that? Yeah, I thought it was going to be on the ground, but it's it's um, up on a skyscraper. Okay. And if you if you look carefully, there's one scene where the uh, where oh yeah, we confirm that it's the toy maker, which I love. And there's one scene where the toy maker is on a gun, pointing the gun at the doctor on the helipad, but behind him you can see the shard is on fire. Okay. Oh, I see. You, you're dissecting it. I beg your pardon. That's what I was going to yes. do. Um, yeah, carry on. Uh, well, there's all kinds of stuff to dissect. Did you want to do that? <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to spend uh, the rest of the evening dissecting the, the trailer. But I'm, I'm, I'm sure that dissections will occur. Uh, I haven't oh, read that's, that's uh, only... the, uh, that one YouTube channel that I mentioned last week has already dissected it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Although it's... they missed some stuff. I mean, he's saying some stuff there. And uh, he missed some stuff. <laughs> yeah, what, what I'm saying is, this is only the second time I've watched the trailer, and there was I've picked up twice as many times uh, things from it than I did the first rather um, jumping up and down excited um, way that uh, we watched it. I think it was just before Strictly on Saturday, and oh my God, it's on! And I was, you know, it's, it's, I was just bamboozled by, oh, this looks so fab. You know, I didn't really take in. Obviously, it, you know, the, the chap from the Smurf movie who plays, uh, looks like he's playing the Celestial Toy Maker. Um, it's, oh, it's amazing to have him in it because he's a, he's a Hollywood star. But it's um, also amazing for FantasyCon to have Craig Fairbrass in uh, in um, our uh, convention because not only is he a film star of British movies and American movies, he's also in, a, uh, I believe, a Netflix series as well. Yeah, that, that YouTube to... channel I was talking about is uh, whatculture.com slash who, and they call themselves who culture. But okay. they've they've done a full breakdown of this trailer, although they uh, missed some things. Like, for instance, they did not they noticed that the shard was there, but they missed seeing that the shard was on fire. Thank you, Kirby. Uh, because, you know, we, we just had an episode recently well, that we discussed this is what, dealing this with is the shard. This... This is why we want to watch the um, the forthcoming episodes, don't we? And I love the big, almost like the the godlike. Well, actually, what it reminds me of slightly a godlike thing, or 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 the the sun coming up in Teletubbies of, of the the fifteenth Doctor's head sort of arising at the end of the trailer. I'm not sure that's quite nice. Oh yeah, made me yeah. forget. And, what and he's wearing uh, different clothes than we've seen him wearing in other trailers. 
it's more likely that's the doctor rather than it may well there's theories as far as if the doctor sees Shuti's character as a human first and models himself on it or what there's theories right okay uh, and also, also, Who Culture pointed out that the number forty-seven occurs a lot in the trailer. Right. Um, uh, oh, okay. and there's one point where you can see the top of um, of Wilf's head. Wilf. You can see his hat. Right. Okay. Thanks Although Wilf that. is not in it, uh, in the actually in the trailer, and you can also see. Uh, oh, what's what's the name of the bloke that's Donna married. He's in one, one scene uh, in the trailer. Honestly, don't know. I'm starting to lose wills a little. Right. <laughs> Sorry, am I boring you? Right then. Um, yeah, so uh, Craig Fairbrass, who uh, one of the stars of FantasyCon, uh, well known for the currently just about to be released, it probably is released now actually, uh, Rise of the Foot Soldier, Foot Soldier Vengeance, uh, but he's also known for being in One Piece, or One Piece, or One Piece. Um, which is a series on a streaming service that I thought was Netflix, but uh, I may be wrong. Um, and, and it apparently had some very good um, uh, reviews, is it? Or um, not reviews. Uh, it is Netflix. Big pardon. Uh, so, yeah, come and meet Craig at uh, FancyCon, and, um, because it's based on an anime thing, isn't it? Um, One Piece. Yeah, uh, I, also, I started watching the anime. Uh, Debbie Morrow says that the live action is good. It is the live action, One Piece. That's what I just said. Great no, I started watching the anime. Oh, Listen to me. I start, I didn't watch want to watch the live action version until I watched some of the anime. Oh, the anime, anime predates the live action. Obviously. <laughs> anyway, right. So he's in that, and also um, according to Elodie's, this is Elodie Grace Orkin. Um, the poor girl from Stranger Things 4 who ended up with a roller skate smashed in her face by the apparently lovely Millie Bobby Brown. I mean, Eleven. Uh, she's coming uh, also. Uh, I've had um, almost, not an assurance, but uh, a, a, a sort of a message from her agent that says, looks like she's coming, essentially. I think so That's was the last she thing. That's what she said. Well, don't be rude, Kirby. That's, oof, um, anyway, so yeah... Uh, I said, does it look likely she's coming? She says, I think so. And it's not too bad. So close to the event that she's gone from possibly filming in Ireland to I think she's going to come to the event. So fingers crossed on that one. So uh, apart from those people, there's lots and lots of fab uh, things to do at the event. And um, lots of sellers. I can't believe how many people are actually buying uh, sales pictures at the event now. So we're going to have a rather full haul of... uh, how, how's uh, attendance coming as far as people buying in advance? Uh, better than uh, we've had on previous years. I'd, I'd rather they. Well, it's they probably because of the, the ad on the on the ferry. Oh, you've seen it, have you? How did you see it then? You posted it someplace. You've seen it, have you? Yeah. How did you? Well, you've seen a picture of my ad on the on. Oh, sorry, the the FantasyCon ad on the ferries. I'm yeah, not, you not posted any... a link to it. Oh, that's the the video that's playing on it. I haven't actually seen. I know people have seen the video on the ferries, but I haven't oh, actually are you seen. There's also an ad, like something. There's a video I've ad. Seen the video. The video I've ad the... is on the ferries, but there's also yes. an upright digital poster, which is in the the wait the you where you oh, wait to go no, on I the ferries. I didn't ferry. know about that. Where you wait to go on the ferries, there's one of them. I've also got um the Isle of Wight radio advert which is supposed to be protected by copyright but they won't know i'm about to play it will they if i can find it that's right there it is uh, so the Isle of Wight radio ad is this the island's very own very comic-con loud. is back on saturday the 21st of october Sorry, at loud, Medina we'll, the we'll island's do. very own comic-con is back on saturday the 21st of october at Medina leisure center fan tc con has celebrity guests q a sessions traders activities retro gaming comic artists award-winning screenwriters and much more tickets available now at fantcon.net supporting kissy puppy there you go. That's uh, although I said it was twenty Master? seconds, it's twenty three seconds. Yes, Master. I uh, just refreshed the Facebook page, and I can 
even though I'm not watching the live feed, I can see the comments, and there's another comment. Okay, right, so, uh, yeah, it says, we have seen the video on the Red Funnel Ferry. That's Terry Miles. You get a, you get one of these, Terry, and a little cuddle emoji. So there you go. Next. And that's not the comment I'm talking about. The next one. Next one? I've only got, oh, God, I have. Uh, all I've got is we have seen the video on Red Funnel Fairies. It says fairies. Oh, I see. Is that what you say? Because you spelled fairies wrong. No. You don't see Lillian's comment? The TARDIS runs away. The HADS again. Yeah. The HADS. HADS, yeah. You remember we discussed the HADS uh, last week. Yeah, I know. Okay. Well, she doesn't like, kind of cool doesn't like Clara. It's building up to the, the TARDIS doing some odd things later on in the series uh, before we see say bye-bye, Matthew. Um, uh, hostile action displacement Yeah, all right, system. Kirby. That's right. I know what you're talking about. Anyway, I, I was going to say, oh, yeah, so we're not going to do what we watched this week because I can't be asked because I want to watch the rugby. And, and, and I don't and remember. Do work. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I'll be watching Strictly Come busy. Dancing mainly. I, it's, it's, I just love having that back in. Well, so we'll be watching Big Brother's coming up soon and uh, Married at First Sight UK. So that's basically what I've been watching. Apart from the... Oh, the stuff on YouTube and history stuff. And, oh, there's a very weird soft porn history program that has come out on Sky History. Uh, it's really quite good in regards to the history element, but quite creepy in regards to they have to keep showing showing people having sex in the background, basically. Um, and it's and it's hosted by Amanda Holden and Dan Brown. Dan Brown's one of the UK's most eminent historians. He's done a great series on castles and, and various other history-based, archaeological-based programs. Absolute brain box on history. And Amanda Holden is one of the judges on Britain's Got Talent. And But the history part of it's fab. The, the light-heartedness, they're saying about sex through the age, which is fine, it's, it's quite interesting. But they really don't need to show people humping in the background. And with their tops off and everything totally over the top no need just saying but i know they do that on programs like um on netflix that's that um the pirate series on netflix which does have a, a really sort of hmm, interesting element but it doesn't work on on this serious slightly light-hearted history program but it is i watch it for the history element <laughs> honestly i do it's oh god what, what it's called hang on I, have, I can tell you what it's called i don't know if you get to see it because it's on sky history Right, it's called... I have my ways. You have your ways, dear. It's called Sex A Bonkers History. Yep, Sex A Bonkers History. There's a, there's a little play on words there. Bonkers History. Yes, yes, I understand. <laughs> it's good, though, but it's just cringeworthy. The, no, they, we all know that Henry VIII was a bit of a sex maniac. They don't have to see depictions of him... Yeah, doing it. Um, oh, uh, I just remembered something I wanted to to bring up about the about Hyde. Just yeah, a little just thing. Just in the nick of time. That, uh, <laughs> uh, Clara and the uh, professor have this little conversation about this is actually your house. Sorry, you went to the bank and said you know this, that gigantic old haunted house on the moors, the one that. Uh, Dossers are too scared to doss in, the one the birds are too scared to fly over. And then he said, I'd like to buy it, please, with my money. And he says, yes, I did, actually. Uh, he can't. It's a, It belongs to National Trust. Oh, for God's sake, we waited all that time for that. My <laughs> God. Right. Next time, uh, let's have a look at what we've got on the calendar. You won't be here, oh. will you, Kirby? Ah, ah, ah. Journey to the centre of the TARDIS. Although, listeners, it's he did promise right he wouldn't be here this week Rick. either. Uh-huh. I said, just saying to my listeners, he did promise not to be here this week either. So, yes, Kirby is not here next week on the is it 1st of October when we yes. try to talk about Journey to the Centre of the TARDIS. The TARDIS and interior does not look right. It should be oh brick God, with staircases. Whatever, who cares? And Santarans chasing the Doctor. Oh, God, again, who cares? Right then. So that's I next, do. next that was week. One of my the Invasion of Time was one of my favorite uh, stories of Tom Baker. Yes. I just loved it. And also the the cheapest budget for um, creating TARDIS interiors. 
Right then, so that's next time. So, uh, and thank you for listening, watching, taking part in the show. Oh, by the way, if you want to come to Fantasy Con, you live on the on the uh, mainland. Uh, if you go to our page, there is a link on our website at fantasycon.net that will get you cheaper tickets on the Red Funnel ferries. Ooh. So, until next time, goodbye. Goodbye, fancy pants. The 20-megabyte Doctor Who podcast is an APV Services production sponsored by whoone.co.uk and lavazi.co.uk. We are proud members of the Doctor Who podcast alliance. Doctor Who is a trademark of the BBC. No copyright infringement intended. The music on this podcast is covered by limited online music license from PRS for Music. License reference LE 0030512.